Now, The Whole Home Show with Tony Joe on CFAX 1070. Hi there, and thanks for tuning in. You're listening to The Whole Home Show, and I'm Tony Joe. Our show is brought to you in part by Denise Webster, mortgage broker with Dominion Lending Services Modern Mortgage Group, and Lori Zorn, insurance manager for Island Savings. If you need an opinion or, a, uh, or some advice in the area of insurance or mortgages, Denise and Lori are great people to chat with. Just visit the cfax1070.com website, look under shows. There you'll find us, The Whole Home Show with Tony Joe. There you'll find their contact information, or you can always reach out to me online or on social media. I've said before, if you can't find me by Google, I am doing something wrong. Uh, so you just locate me, I'd be happy to introduce you. Also, if you're looking for an expert realtor to help you purchase or sell your property, call me. I'd be happy to help you. I have been, I'm a locally born and raised Victorian, by the way, and I've been practicing real estate for now 27 years here in Victoria. I'm a local veteran and a top agent with Remax Camosun, Victoria's most productive real estate brokerage. In the States, homeowners write off the interest on their mortgage payments. Unfortunately, here in Canada, we don't have that same benefit, but what if you could? Today, we're investigating the Smith Maneuver as a means to write off the interest of your, on your home. If it sounds good, there are things to know. We're here speaking with Rob Smith on the topic. Also, we'll be chatting about the home energy, about home energy performance and the BC Step Code with a colleague of mine, Rob Gray. We'll start our show with our weekly listener question. If you have a question or curiosity about real estate, call us on our hotline, which is 250-414-6540. That's 250-414-6540. Or find us online at cfax1070.com, and we'll discuss it on the air. Uh, Actually, before we get to the question, I want to remind you as well, I had a phone call last week from someone who was uh, scrambling to write down the phone number, uh, asking if they could listen to a recording of the show, and you can. Uh, If you're a podcast listener, you can find us on... Uh, iTunes or Google Play. It's The Whole Home Show with Tony Joe. All of our past episodes are loaded there. You're welcome to listen and tell your friends about uh, the content as well too. Be happy to uh, provide them with this great information too. We had an email this week from Todd. Todd asked the question, why can't we do a walkthrough of our home before the possession? It seems this isn't allowed in British Columbia. Okay, first of all, uh, possession that is not... A spirit in your home. Uh, possession is possession date. Uh, there are a couple of dates when a real estate sale occurs. The first is completion date. That is when all the money changes hands. That's when the title is transferred. That is uh, to be on a business day, by the way, because, of course, the lawyers and the land uh, title office has to be open in order to do the transfer. That is completion. Possession is another Uh, day and time altogether. That is when the buyer of the house has physical possession of the property. Now, when is that? Uh, It is typically 12 noon the day following completion. So we'll see completion dates uh, on Fridays often with a possession date of Saturday at noon. Or we'll see uh, completion dates the last day of the month with uh, possession again the day afterwards. It gets a little complicated when you look at things like holidays, for instance, uh, long weekends, if it's Easter holiday, if it's Christmas holiday. uh, Sometimes it's not the uh, last day of the month. It's a slightly odd date. By the way, uh, this date can often be in conflict with a tenancy. If you've got a tenant in your property, the tenant has to vacate the last day of the month at 1 p.m., It's another story altogether. But getting back to possession, uh, 
Todd's question is common in other marketplaces. So in Ontario, for instance, uh, people often do have a chance to go back and have a look at the house before they transfer the money. Uh, you know, in many ways, it makes sense. You are paying, uh, this is the biggest purchase you've probably made in your life. Typically, a real estate purchase is the biggest investment that people do. And you might be wondering, hey, if I'm if I'm shelling out $800,000, a million dollars, $1.2 million, whatever, I'd like to see the property before I take possession. Well, it's not common here in BC, and there is a reason for that as well, too. Uh, if you put yourself in the, in the uh, mindset of the owner, of the seller, if you sold your house to somebody and you consequently have an offer to buy another house, how would you feel if that buyer had the opportunity to go back just before your closing on your house and maybe bump into something that they don't like, ending up killing the deal, uh, collapsing your sale, and putting you at risk because of the fact that you're not then able to complete on the subsequent purchase? That is really one of the reasons. The, the intent of the contract law here in British Columbia is once the sale is made once, the conditions are removed and the deposit is made, that is a firm sale. It is done. Now, there is a responsibility on the part of the seller. It's in the contract. It's in our standard form, the contract of purchase and sale. And it basically says that the condition of the property is to be as the buyer saw it on X date, on the specific date, you know, whatever it is, May 27th or uh, February 19th or, or whatever it is. When the buyer saw the property, that is the condition that it will be deemed to be in when they take possession. It means that the seller is not going to be uh, uh, putting holes in drywall or painting rooms black or whatever. It will be the same condition as what they saw. That is the control that's in place for uh, buyers to give them uh, comfort that that is the condition that they'll see it. Now, I just want to step back a little bit again and talk about what would happen if a buyer did go before completion date. And, you know, I'm not saying that the buyer would necessarily see anything different that would cause them to change their mind, but the reality is uh, things happen between the time that the sale goes unconditional and when the, the closing actually happens, you know, the buyer's circumstances could change. There could be uh, changes in their life, changes in their family uh, structure, uh, a number of things that would cause them to try to find a way to get out of a sale. So now I'm not saying, Todd, that you cannot go and see the property because every once in a while, we do have buyers that want to go back and have a look, but if that is important to you, it is best for you to put it in the form of the contract. We will see occasionally people say that the buyer will have the opportunity to revisit the property a maximum of two or three times with 24-hour or 48-hour notice to the seller. As long as it's written out in the contract advance and it's an expectation that the buyer and the seller both have, Generally speaking, that's not a problem. Now, in a strong marketplace where perhaps you might have had to fight for the property, if it's a multiple offer, if you had to compete with two or three or ten other buyers to buy the house, that is going to be a condition that will make your contract less attractive. So just bear that in mind. But again, if it is a normal market and you do want that opportunity to go in there and have a look at the property in advance, just Tell your agent, you know, get it in there in the agreement so that the seller knows what to expect and also make sure that you give enough notice time because 
you know, the, the thing that does happen is if it's not in the contract and the buyer decides that they do want to go back at a later date, when they ask us, the realtors, to contact the seller and say, hey, I want to go in and have a look, uh, most of the time the seller would say, hey, listen, it wasn't in the contract. I'm not obligated to do so. I'm not going to let you in. And all of a sudden, hardship and hard feeling occurs. And it's not necessarily because the seller is being mean or the seller is bad or the seller is hiding something or whatever. It's just that that wasn't agreed upon. So make sure that you do have that in your contract uh, if it's important to you. But to answer your question, Todd, yes, it, it is common in uh, Ontario, and I think certain areas in the States too, if I'm not mistaken, but it is definitely not common here. And I hope that answers your, your question. Uh, again, the biggest thing here is putting yourself uh, in the position of the seller and their mindset with the question of why should they let this happen unless it was written out uh, in the contract and the agreement. Thanks for your message, Todd, and to everyone else. If you have a question about real estate that you would like answered on our show, visit again, cfax1070.com. Go under shows. You'll find us, The Whole Home Show with Tony Joe. Or you can call our hotline, which is 250-414-6540. That's 250-414-6540. And as I mentioned uh, just a little bit earlier, if you're a podcast listener, please uh, subscribe. We are on iTunes and Google Play. All of our past episodes are there. We have over 50 episodes. There is a question on on every episode. Actually, sometimes there's a couple of questions. So if you're uh, curious about real estate, maybe the question that you have in your mind has already been answered uh, and you can listen to it on our prior shows or like I said you can always just get in touch with us we'd be happy to air it here on CFAX 1070 we're going to take a quick break in just a moment when we come back we'll be chatting with my colleague Rob Gray about home energy performance and the upcoming BC step code following that we'll be talking about the Smith maneuver back in just a moment you're listening to The Whole Home Show with Tony Joe on CFAX 1070. Hi there, and thanks for tuning in. You're listening to The Whole Home Show, and I'm Tony Joe. Uh, right now, we have on the air Rob Gray. Rob is a colleague of mine. He's a realtor with REMAX in Nanaimo. The reason why we're talking to Rob today is he is also an instructor. He's been instructing the topic of home energy performance uh, and also bringing to light things like the upcoming BC Step Code. code. Uh, Rob, thanks for joining us. Thank you, Tony. Appreciate this. Yes. So, Rob, uh, let's talk about your course. Now, you recently gave a course in the Kootenays, right? That's correct. I was up in Fernie, yeah. uh, Invermere, in Kimberley. Great. So, what is it that you are teaching in the course? The province of British Columbia is undergoing a change in the building code. They're introducing something called the Energy Step Code. And we've been working on a... a educating realtors on energy literacy for the last three years. So mm-hmm. uh, we it's a perfect opportunity for us to introduce the new building code so that realtors are well-tooled when it comes to time to meet with consumers and when they're out showing homes or selling homes that they can take a consumer and make them an informed consumer about the benefits of uh, energy efficiency in uh, residential real estate. Yeah, this this is a really important topic because it does make sense, of course, that the the licensee, the the realtor, should have knowledge about that, especially if this is an area of concern or or something that their buyer client is very interested in, right? That's right. There's a lot of factors that go into 
uh, educating realtors because we're at the grassroots level when it comes to people uh, buying their first home or we get a lot of calls in our business because we have excellent relationships with our clients that they'll ask us questions about areas of improvement they want to make in their existing home mm-hmm. or when they're looking at a home, the thing, decisions they can make about investing in the home and having the resources available to guide them into making investments like in heating systems, um, draft-proofing homes, insulation, and the whole package that goes with making a home uh, comfortable uh, to live in, uh, operationally inexpensive to run. Um, Or um, equally important is uh, people are very conscious about their carbon footprint these days and sustainability. So there's a lot of values that surround the decision to making your house uh, more energy efficient. Yeah. You know, with the new building code, um, if you just get it uh, to a certain level under the, the rating system, you can take as much as uh, six or seven tons of uh, carbon uh, or HGH out of the air um, uh, for, per household. So there's a whole lot of uh, factors that come into play. Yeah, wow. So this is a topic that's not new to this show. We've had several guests so far talking about uh, energy efficiency and uh, all new technologies that are being applied into real estate construction nowadays. Uh, When I was the president of the Victoria Real Estate Board 10 years ago now, in 2008, we actually introduced um, an energy labeling field in the MLS system. And, And I had mentioned this before in a prior show that uh, our intention at the time, 10 years ago, was that we would post energy ratings of properties on the MLS system. So, you know, people are searching, they're looking at price, uh, square footage, taxes, number of bedrooms. They could also search for energy rating as well, too. But, you know, I, I think maybe we were a little bit early on in the times. It didn't catch on as we had hoped to, but uh, I'm thrilled to hear that you are putting on sessions like this for the real estate community. I should mention, too, that your uh, course is, um, uh, it qualifies for mandatory education for the real estate community. So, you know, you've obviously had support of the British Columbia Real Estate Association uh, uh, for this. There's a lot of value. I think it's really cool that you are a practicing agent as well, too. So you're able to uh, help inform licensees uh, about these things. Tell us about tell us about the contents of the course, though. Like, what, what are some things that you go go, uh, go through? Well, we, uh, we give background on why we uh, have arrived at this place. Specifically, if you look at societal changes, we talk about the city of Vancouver and them not wanting to have natural gas uh, running uh, into their community. Uh, you look at uh, the Kinder Morgan project and how much uh, that is at the forefront of people's minds with uh, the bringing in fossil fuels. Uh, you look to Ontario that introduced the Climate Change Action Plan. Uh, they introduced this back in 2016, where they uh, will want to eliminate the use of natural gas in residential construction by 2032. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, there's a lot of things afoot in Canada uh, that uh, lead us to make have to make decisions to anticipate these changes as they come into place. One of the things in Ontario as part of the Climate Change Action Plan is that they're going to make it a condition of sale that a home has to have an energy label. So generally speaking, if you look at the changes in the industry 
driven by government policy. Uh, Ontario, you could argue, being the, the you know the heartland of the biggest population in the country, it's not going to be long probably before this uh, uh, you know, makes its way out to the west coast. Mm-hmm. And with the new BC Energy Step Code, it's already uh, more than an indication. It's imminent that these changes have to be made. So, as realtors, uh, we teach in the course uh, what does what makes an energy efficient home. Um, you know the construction standards. We talk about uh, the societal change, as I mentioned, and then we get into something uh, much more tangible and practical. Is there's a lot of incentives and rebates, Tony, that are available to home buyers in particular that they can get uh, money back on their uh, Canada Mortgage and Housing uh, fees that they pay for their mortgage if the house meets a certain energy guide rating. Mm-hmm. If you convert from oil to a heat pump. There's $1,700 available in rebate uh, through either uh, PowerSmart or Fortis. Uh, we help realtors find the incentives at the local government level uh, that will help home buyers and home sellers uh, get some money back if they want to do energy draft, draft proofing of their home or make a change from electric baseboard to maybe a ductless heat pump and so forth. So. We show realtors where they can find that information. Mm-hmm. We show them the benefit of why it's important for them to have these things as part of their business. And, uh, and we anticipate change, um, which is uh, uh, on the radar for us right now. Well, you know, one of the other things, too, is this is not just necessarily information at the point of sale for the real estate community. I and mean, obviously, it'll be handy for a realtor to know when they're helping somebody buy. But I'm thinking here, this is also another great value add for agents who uh, do their job and maintain contact with their clients even after they buy. It's it's um, something else that consumers can rely on us for, and that is advice in this area here, right? Yeah, for sure. Uh, I recall... You know, working with this young couple looking to buy their first home, and they were worried about what upgrades they had to do to the home to make it. It was an oil-heated home. Uh, it had no insulation in the crawl space in the attic. It was a, quite an old home, 50s vintage stock. And uh, and so I started to talk to them about the incentives that were available just by simply insulating the home. Mm-hmm. And I remember how I had their undivided attention. I call it the lean-in effect. We wanted to know where they find this information, and it resulted in them buying the house that uh, they wanted to buy. They made the improvements, made the application, and got the money back. So, I mean, it's a really good layer of value that realtors can add. The big players in the industry, PowerSmart through BC Hydro, Fortis, uh, the federal government through the policy changes, and local government, they all see the important role we play as realtors because we're talking to home buyers and sellers every single day. We can play an effective role yes. furthering all these policy changes and stuff. Yeah, how true. Yeah, we, we're the front line, right? We are. Yeah, that's that's great. So, again, uh, we're talking with Rob Gray here. Rob is talking about uh, a course that uh, he is delivering for real estate licensees in the province of British Columbia, talking about uh, energy performance and, and these things. I mean, you know, it's always been thought that British Columbia is like the forefront of um, uh, energy, uh, of, of environment, right? I mean, look at, look at our, our cities here. We're such a beautiful place, and I think we are definitely ahead of the curve uh, in these areas. Listen, Rob, if people need to reach you with questions, what's the best way to do that? Uh, email's great, uh, rob 
at robgray.com, G-R-E-Y. G-R-E-Y, uh, yeah. G-R-E-Y, you bet your face, Tony. And uh, the my website is uh, robgray.com. And uh, in Nanaimo, I'm at uh, 250-713-3322. That's great. Rob, thanks for joining us, and thanks for telling our listeners uh, about home energy performance and a little bit on the BC Step Code. Uh, we'll get you on another time, but we're going to take a quick little break here, and when we come back, we'll be talking about the Smith Maneuver. Now, The Whole Home Show with Tony Joe on CFAX 1070. Hi there. Thanks for coming back. You're listening to The Whole Home Show, and I'm Tony Joe. Our show is brought to you in part by Denise Webster, mortgage broker with Dominion Lending Services, Modern Mortgage Group, and Lori Zorn, insurance manager for Island Savings. Your home is your most valuable asset. For many people, that is where all of their equity lies. They'll have some investments uh, outside and investment portfolios, but the home, especially in the past few years, has ended up being a, a quickly appreciating asset. A lot of people have equity in their homes. One of the big questions is, what can they do with that? And how can they leverage the equity in their in their home to um, make other sound investment decisions? We're here right now with the president of Smith Consulting Limited, Rob Smith. Rob, thanks for coming. Thank you, Tony. You know, this is something that we've heard of over the years. Uh, it's coined the Smith Maneuver. Now, is that a is that the official name of it, or is it a uh, sort of a, a, a pet name for it? Well, my father, Fraser, came up with uh, the strategy back in the early 80s when he was working with uh, Granville West Group. Yeah. And he developed a strategy over a number of years, initially working with Van City to help his clients uh, execute the strategy. And he retired from planning in, uh, well, to write the book, which was published in 2002. And so it's been known since of this, about this as the Smith Maneuver since. Okay. So... Um, uh, I, if you're if you're listening right now, you might want to get pen and paper and start taking some notes. And if you don't, we're going to post this episode uh, on the CFAX website streaming because uh, I I, I want to parse this. I, I want to go through the Smith maneuver kind of step by step so that you, the listener, can fully understand what we're talking about. Now, first of all, uh, I, I understand it's not necessarily for everyone. And anyone doing um, uh, uh, investment, uh, you know, when they're looking into these things, they should do their own research and make sure that it is for them. Absolutely. And one of the things uh, we always stress is that it's important to uh, get the advice of financial professionals, whether it be a mortgage broker, investment advisor, or an accountant. Yeah. Never undertake this by yourself. Always seek professional help. Okay. So tell us about the Smith Maneuver uh, step by step. You own your property, right? Maybe you've owned it for a little bit. Um, why should somebody be interested in looking into the Smith Maneuver? Well, we've got a number of factors in Canada which, which are militating against our financial success. You know, one of them being taxation. If you uh, look on Wikipedia, there are only five countries in the world with higher personal income tax rates on a list 153 strong. Okay. We pay more in taxes on, uh, we pay more in taxes than food, shelter, and clothing combined. So we are taxed at the hilt here, yeah. and it's working against us. And we've also got the situation where Canadian pensions aren't in fantastic shape. We've recently heard about what happened with Sears, never mind the 18,000 employees that lost their job. There's 16,000 retirees who have lost $250 million in their pension system. Mm -hmm. Defined benefit uh, pension plans moving to defined contribution. So there are a lot of, a lot of issues which are uh, working against our financial success what the Smith Maneuver allows is, 
it allows a financial strategy which allows a homeowner to change the nature of their debt. They've got a large mortgage. It's non-deductible interest. The Smith Maneuver allows you to convert that to deductible interest, Mm -hmm. which accomplishes a few things uh, at the same time. You're going to reduce your tax bill. You're going to eliminate that expensive mortgage faster than you otherwise would have thought possible. And you're also going to start investing for your future. Um, Conventional wisdom uh, and practice here in Canada is that you know, we've got two major issues facing us. One being the fact that we've got this big, ugly mortgage that's taking a lot out of our paycheck every month. And um, they're uh, they're bigger now. Like my first house they're that I sold now. was one hundred and thirty-seven thousand dollars. The mortgage was like one hundred and thirty grand, which seemed like a lot of money. But nowadays, people have million-dollar mortgages. That's right, and it's that, common, right? That's common, and you know, nowadays the the payments are going up too. Not yeah. only because of higher balances, but you know, over the past ten years, we've seen relatively low rates. Those are going to be going up. So we're paying a great deal of, of non-deductible interest to the bank. Uh, and while we're doing that, because life is expensive, we're making mortgage payments, p- making car payments, putting gas in a car and groceries. We don't have any money to put away for our retirement, which is the second big issue in our life. Mm-hmm. So typically we are going to spend 25, 30 years or more paying off this mortgage while we are unable to save for our retirement. Well, the Smith Maneuver is a way that we can accomplish both of these tasks at the same time. We're going to pay off our mortgage faster than, than otherwise possible. We're also going to start saving for our retirement. We're going to start doing that immediately. Okay. So uh, somebody has a property, they've got a sizable mortgage. What are the steps that they need to take uh, to start to start uh, um, working the Smith Maneuver? Well, firstly, you need the right type of financing. Um, the majority of people, I think, have have a traditional mortgage where you've got this big loan balance. You're making P and I payments on it, and you're P and I principal and interest, principal yeah. plus interest, paying that over 25 or more years. What a readvanceable mortgage allows is it's got at least one other component to it, rather than this loan uh, component, and it's line of credit secured by the house, and it enables the homeowner to get back at the equity that they've just created by making a mortgage payment. So, fifteen hundred dollars. Well, maybe a $2,500 mortgage payment, a lot of that goes to interest, but if $1,500 reduces that loan balance, they're able to reaccess it via the line of credit. So the line of credit limit will increase dollar for dollar by the amount that the non-deductible loan is, is reduced. And the homeowner is able to reborrow this $1,500 in this example. What many Canadians do, they reborrow that and they pay for cars or they go on vacation, what have you. And all they're doing is paying down non-deductible debt on one side and reborrowing non-deductible debt on the other side. Mm-hmm. What we do with the Smith Maneuver is we reborrow that principal reduction on that line of credit side in order to invest. And CRA says if we borrow to invest, then we can uh, deduct the interest that we pay on that borrowing from our income. All right. So, so for instance, uh, let's just say there's a million-dollar mortgage. Somebody's ma- uh, so- a million-dollar property, sorry. And uh, there's a $500,000 mortgage on it. And somebody, uh, you know, you're looking at a payment there of, I don't know, probably around 2500 bucks a month or something like that. Um, there's a lot of equity there, right? So there's, yes. you know, half of equity is, is in the property. So then what is necessary here is a line of credit has to be taken out on the equity, the, the remaining $500,000, right? Well, Let's let's use the example. Uh, I understand that many of your listeners are going to be in that situation, but mm-hmm. to get a fundamental understanding, if if I've got a five hundred thousand dollar house and a four hundred thousand dollar mortgage, okay. which is the total loan that the lender is willing to give me, yeah. with a readvanceable mortgage, I will have a zero limit on that line of credit. Well, every 
every time I reduce that principal, the mortgage uh, lender says, well, last month I lent you $400,000. What's changed this month? Nothing. I'm still willing to have you owe me $400,000. So if you pay it down on the, on the loan side, you can reborrow that and get that investment. And that's the principal coming that down, is, right? That's right. Okay. That is the principal reduction, uh, not the interest component of that mortgage payment, the principal reduction, reborrow to invest. Now, while we are in Canada busy paying off our mortgages, we're necessarily not getting invested. That's conventional practice. So yeah, because people are focused on paying down that mortgage. They're focused on paying They're not down thinking the about uh, investing elsewhere. Well, they are thinking about it, Tony, but they're unable to because yeah. they're life locked is into the house. Yeah. Exactly. With this reevaluable mortgage, we can get back at that. We can start investing now. If I'm investing $1,500 a month and it grows at, say, 8%, over the course of 25 years, I'll have $1.37 million. Mm-hmm. But because we are concentrating on this like everybody else is, our friends and neighbors, we are not getting invested. And so at the end of that amortization period of 25 years, we have $0 in savings. And so that's when we're in line for a reverse mortgage. Got it. All right. So I, the important thing, first of all, and we got a lot more to talk about after the break here, but uh, the important thing that I think people need to know is that the um, they're basically sh- uh, shifting debt, as it were, right? So they're, it's not like this is free money coming out of the air. They are, they're, they're leveraging the equity that they have in their house uh, in another form and investing it elsewhere, right? Uh, essentially, uh, yes. If, if I've got a $400,000 mortgage, then my total loan stays the same. Yep. The amount I owe stays the same. I'm just shifting the equity out of my house into an investment. And the equity in your house is going to grow at 0%. Mm-hmm. Right? We're going to lose to inflation on that if, if we don't use it. Yep. If we pull it out, we can earn 4 6 8%, 10 In an investment. In an investment, that's correct. Plus the interest on that uh, line of credit or, or uh, instrument, financial instrument, is tax deductible tax because deductible. of what you said. The CRA sees it as a, t- a tax deductible um, uh, amount, right? That's correct. And we're able to apply that tax refund to our mortgage at least once a year and get rid of it much quicker than otherwise. Okay, we're going to have you back after the break, but if people need to reach you, Rob, how do they do that? www.smithman.net. Smithman.net. Correct. Great. Is there a phone number people can call or a uh, website the easiest? Uh, website's easiest. Yeah. Uh, phone number's listed there. Uh, also, email address as well. Very good. Well, listen, let's take a quick little break. Uh, so much more to talk about with the Smith Maneuver. Uh, we'll be back in just a moment. This is The Whole Home Show with Tony Joe on CFAX 1070. Thanks for coming back. You're listening to The Whole Home Show, and I'm Tony Joe. We're talking today about the Smith Maneuver, and with us is the president of Smith Consulting Limited, Rob Smith. Rob, again, thanks for coming. My pleasure. So uh, just before we broke for the break, we talked about taking the equity in somebody's home, uh, taking out a uh, HELOC, a home equity line of credit, and uh, applying those funds toward an investment and also being able to write off legally, right? Uh, the yes. interest on that line of credit. This, this is the whole key here is we're not talking any sort of magic here. We're talking, uh, something that is deemed to be legal, uh, in the, in Canada, right? Absolutely. I mean, the, the wealthy have been doing this for years. The, the wealthy in Canada, they've been able to afford the accountants and the lawyers and other financial professionals to show them how to use their own personal financial situation to their tax advantage. Your average Canadian doesn't have that, uh, that blessing. Mm-hmm. So what this does is this, this brings the ability to emulate the wealthy to your average Canadian homeowner. 
Yeah, you know, and, and this is one of those things. I, I often think about the fact that people never expected properties to to increase as they did. Like I said, my, my first sale in 1991 was $137,000. And, you know, the buyers just, hey, it's just a home. I bought a home. I hope it's going to be worth $137,000 in 10 years' time. Well, of course, it didn't. That house today is probably an $800,000 house, right? And from an investment standpoint, I mean, that your your home ends up being a huge vehicle, right? Yeah. So, so why not leverage it and, and use it in other ways? Well, that's correct. And you think you think about you know a two hundred thousand dollar house growing to eight hundred thousand dollars. That's significant wealth that has been created for yourself simply because you bought an asset, which you didn't necessarily think of as an investment. You needed somewhere to live. The roof over your head. Yeah. Roof over your head. But it has increased substantially in value. Meanwhile, all that equity is sitting in the house, as I said earlier, earning zero percent interest. So the wealthy do not leave equity in their assets to molder it and lose out to inflation even. Mm-hmm. When you think of Jimmy Pattison, one of the wealthiest in, in, in Canada, he will buy an asset, let's say a car dealership, and he doesn't sit in the corner office waiting for someone to come in and buy a car. He will leverage the equity in that dealership and he'll go buy a new dealership. Mm-hmm. Same with his billboard companies, advertising and, and radio stations. So we're just emulating the wealthy, not to the extent that we're all of a sudden going to have millions and millions of dollars ourselves, but we do want to improve our well-being. We do want to move up in that wealth pyramid. You know, Statistics Canada tells us that 10% of Canada's population owns almost 60% of Canada's wealth. Yeah. And the rest of us, the other, the other 90% of the population, we have to share the other 40, 40-odd percent. So we just want to emulate the wealthy, learn some, learn some tools that they've used, uh, to improve their financial condition and do it for ourselves. Okay. So what's the biggest drawback here? Like what do people need to know uh, as far as risk or or um, things they need to know about the Smith Maneuver that may not be for them? Yeah, the the Smith Maneuver will not be for everybody. And, and a big component of that is uh, is inertia. They've, they've grown up uh, being told that debt is bad, and, but they haven't been explained the difference between good debt and bad debt, yes. deductible debt and non-deductible debt. So education is key here. And, and wrapping your head around the fact that debt can work for you is important. Uh, as far as uh, the risks are concerned, well, we're, we're investing. We're getting invested in the markets. Markets go up, they go down, and interest rates uh, go up and go down. And uh, I'll tell you, the next one's probably up, Tony. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm not seeing a lot more down. Yeah. yeah. So, so we know this. We go into this with our eyes open, but the long-term nature of this investment program, we're talking 15, 20, 25, 40 years. This is a long-term program. That flattens out the risk curve for rates and market risk. Um, one of the bigger risks uh, that we see is emotional risk. I mean, if we're getting invested, we start to take an interest in the markets and we see markets go up. Mm-hmm. Now we, we want to get in. Right? Yeah. It's just natural. We want to get in, things are hot, and then markets go down. Oh, we want out. And so we buy high, we sell low. We yeah. run into the, Classic the story. biggest trap. Yeah. So controlling that emotion is, uh, is one of the most important things. Um, and as regards the Smith Maneuver, we also have to beware of the experts. We see uh, in many different places, people who claim to understand the, the strategy um, don't. Mm-hmm. So it's important to, to educate yourself uh, buy the book from the website, buy the CD, uh, the Smithman calculator, and run your own numbers all day long. If you don't want to buy the book, go to the library and check it out. Yeah. Right? But educate yourself. When was it published, by the way? 2002. Okay. Yeah, we've sold uh, just over 55,000 copies wow. to date. Yeah. Okay. 
I'd say though, Tony, the biggest the biggest risk is complacency, is doing nothing. Yeah. Um, which is what some people want to do. Which is right. what some people want to do. And if that's the case, absolutely. Yeah. But we all know, um, I'm willing to bet, someone who, who's at the older end of the spectrum, they live in this great big house, six, $700,000 house, maybe more, and they're living on fixed income. Mm-hmm. And they have to watch what they spend. And it's, it's sad, but that's inertia at work. That's, that's people following their uncle or grandfather's advice, get debt, pay it down. Yeah. And we end up losing out on the ability to invest when we're young. Oh, true. So we're here with Rob Smith. He's the president of Smith Consulting Limited, talking about the Smith Maneuver, talking about that um, demographic of homeowner. There are so many cases. We talked about this just a few episodes ago uh, with reverse mortgages, for instance, how there are instruments out there where people can take equity out of their home. And uh, it, it's it's been very difficult for some people who bought property 40 years ago. And the uh, equity in their property and their the expenses, so things like property taxes, utilities, they start exceeding these people's uh, retirement. You know their pension, their their um, their their monthly um, uh, cash flow, and they they're sitting there on a two million dollar house with no way to uh, to get equity out of their home. Well, that's that's exactly it. You know these these people are. Um, uh, you know, you see a house increase in value to such a great degree and you, oh, well, isn't that homeowner lucky? Well, there's costs associated with a more expensive house, even yeah. though you may be mortgage-free or... But the the Smith Maneuver, again, if, if you start as soon as you can and build up that investment portfolio, which is free and clear, then you're able to have this, this nest egg of, uh, of assets, which otherwise you wouldn't have, which can contribute to increasing cost, property taxes, uh, maintenance, whatever it may be. And so you're not reliant on that CPP check. You're not reliant on uh, strictly your company pension plan if, if you're fortunate enough to have one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you're diversifying your investment portfolio. Yes. Yeah, okay, so now this all involves building a team. So you need a team of people to uh, to help you if you are if you are undergoing the Smith Maneuver. Absolutely. One of, one of them, I'm, I'm guessing here, is an investment advisor. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to want to, you're going to want to surround yourself, like you say, Tony, with, with uh, people who are familiar uh, and well-read in the strategy. Um, Mortgage broker is, is essential. So please contact your mortgage broker. One of the common mistakes is uh, if someone's not familiar with, with the Smith maneuver, they will simply recommend that you get a HELOC against your house. Okay. Right. With a, a fixed limit. Yeah. That does not have any readvanced feature, so you're extremely limited uh, in in what you can accomplish. Okay, so let's hold on to that for a sec here. Mm-hmm. So what you're talking about is getting a line of credit out on a house, but generally speaking, there's a maximum there, right? And I guess what you're saying is you don't want to be going back to the bank every few years to inc- continually increase that uh, exactly. homeowner that there are, uh, there are costs associated with that. You're absolutely right. Yeah, legal so, costs, appraisal costs, all that's these right. other things. That's right. So if you if you have a readvanceable mortgage right at the outset then none of that has to be done. On a monthly basis, as soon as the lender sees that you've paid down that uh, principal on that loan balance, they're going to readvance automatically uh, and give you the ability to pull that uh, newly created equity out. Well, and I have to say, there some of the major banks. So RBC has a, uh, has a program, um, their, their Home Lion uh, uh, yeah. um, uh, program, which is basically a, um, when you pay down the principal of your mortgage, the... Uh, you you end up having access to the to the, what you paid down, 
correct? Right. Absolutely. And, and as it continues to decrease in principle, you have more equity that you can access. And this is what you're talking about, being That's, able to access that for investment use, right? That is precisely what I'm talking about. And I think you'll find all the major lenders have their own version of a readvanceable mortgage. Now, not all are created equal, and yeah. there are some specifics you want to be aware with, aware about, which is why you want to speak to a knowledgeable mortgage professional, because there are some readvanceables which will function, but not as well as, as others. Okay. And when you have that available equity come out in your property, you're not doing things like uh, 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 building decks on your home or doing improvements. You're taking that money and you're actually investing it in, in investable assets, right? That's right. Stocks, bonds, mutual funds, somebody else's business, your business. I mean, there are a number of accelerators uh, which can speed up the whole process. Um, cash flow diversion, the debt swap, cash flow dam. And I think uh, some of your listeners, Tony, might be interested in the cash flow dam, whereas uh, they may own an investment property. They've got renters in there. What they're quite likely doing is they're taking that, say, $2,000 in rental revenues with the left hand, and then they're paying their mortgage on that rental property with the right hand. Mm-hmm. Well, they're, they're missing out on a, a great opportunity here because considering it's a proprietorship, this is effectively your own business, this rental property, you can take that $2,000 in rental receipts each month and apply that as an overpayment to your principal mortgage, the where, where you live. Oh, wow. And you can reborrow that $2,000 and then service the interest expense on the mortgage for the rental property or, or pay other rental property expenses. So you're still servicing the expenses of your business, that rental property, but you're greatly accelerating the pay down of that non-deductible mortgage of your principal residence. Wow. Okay. So that's, this is a, an area that, uh, okay, I'm wishing that we got a little deeper in because our show is almost over right now. This is definitely something people should look into. Uh, Again, the website uh, is www.smithman.net. Yeah. And talking about those investment properties, because, you know, the the difficulty, of course, is people who have these revenue properties and have held them for years, in order for them to uh, uh, cash out, they need to sell. But of course, since it's a capital uh, uh, investment, they're going to get hit with capital gains the minute they sell that property. They will. Yeah. Yes. And, and so this, you know, there's a, there's a decision separate from the Smith Maneuver for, for everyone who owns a rental property. Am I looking at this property for cash flow or for capital gain play down the road? Yeah. Um, but with a Smith Maneuver, uh, your mortgage interest is not tax deductible. On an investment property, it is. You've invested in a rental property. Mm-hmm. So with the Smith Maneuver, we can effectively level the playing field here. We can convert the non-deductible nature of our principal residence to deductible, pay off that non-deductible uh, mortgage faster, and get significant savings happening each and every month uh, so that we're prepared for retirement. Wow. Okay. So uh, to our listeners, I would suggest going to the website again, uh, www.smithman.net. Uh, read the book, right? Read the book. Yeah. Um, get the CD calculator. You can punch in any of your own parameters you want. See how the Smith Maneuver can help you. Yeah, because it, this is, again, one of those things as we should always advise people, get your own professional advice. Absolutely. I mean, this, is, this is some great information, but it is not for everyone. It's not for those who have the idea that they want to pay down their mortgage and be mortgage-free, and that's the end, right? This is just a further leverage. Uh, yet another thing that you can do with your house. Which My is- father's uh, mission always was to give every Canadian homeowner owner the opportunity to make their mortgage tax deductible. Great. Well, Rob, thanks for coming on the show. My pleasure. Thanks to our listeners for joining us. This is The Whole Home Show. We'll be here for you this time next week.